scripture you're hearing, the verse 2 and 3, Isaiah 54. The word of the Lord read thus. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Hear the instructions and the strategies. Do not spare. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand. Now you kind of well, you you may not know, but there's a way um, that I preach, that I teach, that I mix it all up, that I prophesy. And the way that I that I do this thing is, even as I'm reading the word of God to you, I'm releasing impartation. Amen. Even as I'm reading the word, when you hear me enunciate and you hear me put a oof on that word, I am I'm releasing it in your spirit. I'm not just reading the Bible. So when I say the strategy is, do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities their inhabitants. Father, we thank you for the prophetic word that Isaiah gave to your returning people. We thank you for the plans and the promises. We thank you for our prophetic word spoken in time. We thank you now for the hearts of your people to be open to lay hold of this word. My God, that by your spirit you will release impartation that will move them progressively to possess that which you have promised. Every ears be open in the spirit, every heart receptive in the mighty name of Jesus. Your, Your servant stand in need of you. Let your kingdom come now in and through your servant. And your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. I do not come as a prophet. I want to make that very clear. But I do come with a prophetic word. Amen. I come with a prophetic word. And a prophetic word, many times in the body of Christ, we think when we get a prophetic word, it means that it's going to happen. So we sit and wait for it to happen. We've been duped. That's not the way to manifest and materialize a prophetic word. A true prophetic word is to give the people of God insight as to what God designed and intends to do. And so when they get the prophetic word, if it's a right prophetic word, and if it's a true prophetic word, and if it's coming to align and realign and position you, then it comes with instructions. But here where we drop the ball, many times we don't lay hold of the instructions. So we say, thank you for the prophetic word, God. Hallelujah. Yes, the man of God prophesied to me. And I'm just waiting. It's going to come to pass. The devil is a liar. When the prophetic word comes, you say, God, I thank you for the seed of this word. Now, God, what shall I do? What shall I do to bring this word to align myself with you? Also, God, what do I need? Who do I need to forgive? Jesus. You you understand what I'm saying? You now you go and you inquire of the Lord. You put that prophetic word before God and allow the Lord to give you instructions. Mm -hmm. And beyond giving you instructions, He's going to give you the grace. Amen. 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 Because you can't do it. Zerubbabel tried to rebuild the temple of the Lord with his own hands. And years later, the temple remained at just the foundation. He could go no further because the Bible said God came to him and told him, Hey, Zerubbabel, yeah, 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 you got it right in one way because I desire for you to rebuild it. I put it in your heart to rebuild it. Well, you didn't come and ask me how I'm, I'm, how I'm going to do it. Oh, Jesus, you're not hearing me yes, here today. You're yes, too quiet. Yes. I don't like a quiet church. Come on now. Hallelujah. 
He said, yeah, 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 you got, you got a part of it right. Yeah. I did give the word that you're going to rebuild. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you didn't come and ask me how. You didn't come and ask me when. Amen. You didn't come and ask me for the provision. Right. So you run ahead and begin to build. And because you can't do it by your own might and your own strength, it gets stuck at the foundation. So God had to come back to him and say, hey, 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 yeah, 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 let me remind you, I did call you to build it. But not by might. Not by your own strength. But by my spirit. Say it, the Lord. Yet the Lord. Oh, you know, you know, no, no. You know, it, it's not easy to understand God. It's not easy to understand God. And that's why you got to walk with him. Why, why do I say it's not easy to understand God? Because in Psalm 127, it said, except the Lord build the house. They that built it will build it in vain. So watch this now. Except the Lord, so it's him who is building build the house, they, who are the they? They that build it. So who is building the house? Are you sure what I'm saying? He is, the Bible said in the book of Proverbs, he is the master craftsman. He is the designer and the architect. He is the builder. And we are the workers. Alongside him. So we, don't, we, we can't build Jesus and you can do nothing without me. He doesn't mean we can't do anything. It means you can't do anything that will last. That will stand. You got to do it by me. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So I don't, I don't come as a prophet. But I come with a prophetic word. And this prophetic word, some of it is for you now. And some of it is going to bring you and propel you and usher you into the vision that God has put on the heart Hallelujah. of the man of God. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So if I were to give a topic or a title to this message, it would be enlarge the place Hallelujah. of your tent. Glory to God. Enlarge the place of, of your tent. tent. Hallelujah. When, the, when the invitation came, I, I, I said to my assistant, can you ask them? Because usually, you know, a ministry, God will put something on their heart. And they will send a theme or a topic or a scripture. And I ask them to ask what it is so I can begin to mull with God in my spirit. And before they could come back to me, I stepped one day just like this in the show. And I turned my back for the water to beat on my back. And I hear the spirit of God says, enlarge the place of your tent. Hallelujah. So I can stand flat-footed to tell you. God sent this word yes. to this house. Amen. Amen. Then it means then that there is something that this house led by the man of God is trying to do. Yeah. My God, my God. And God wants you to understand some things that we're going to talk about real quick. God wants you to understand that he wants you to partner with the vision yeah. of the man of God. Because God is the one that has put the vision in his heart. And so God is saying, come alongside him. But there is work to be done. There is work. When you look at the scripture, the scripture is clear to tell you that you're going to have to dig deeper. You're going to have to stretch wider. That's all, that's all work. Amen. Are you with me today? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I didn't give you verse one because really I don't want, I, I don't want, I'm not preaching on verse one, but I want to use verse one to encourage you. It says, sing, O barren. Now, this is really, I told you just a moment ago, sometimes it's hard to understand God. Because this don't make no sense. How can a singer or barren he that does not bear? What do I have to sing about? But God is not like man. God sees he is Alpha and Omega. He knows the beginning. 
and he knows the end and he knows the in-between. And so while you may be standing in something that seems difficult, God is saying, don't watch that. Keep singing because it's going to get easier. Amen. 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 So it says, no, it may not look like the fulfillment of what you desire, yeah. but sing. sing. Why? Because as you're singing and your helper comes, mm -hmm. amen, he comes to help you to possess yes. your possession. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. So I want to encourage you. I want to start by encouraging you. It doesn't matter where you're at. What you see, the Bible says his ways are higher. And so are his thoughts. Yeah. And I tell my people every day, I say, I don't know everything about God and I will not pretend. Because if I, if I pretend, that means I know more than God and I don't deserve to serve him. Yeah. No, no one of us will know more than God. We have to walk with him. And as we are walking, Abraham, he will reveal a little and a little. But it begins with our obedience. Amen. 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 So I want to make just two, or maybe three, if time allowed, just two points to you. Number one point is praise precedes the promise. Yes. Praise precedes the, the promise. God was promising Israel as they were coming out of the Babylonian 70 years of captivity. And they were coming back to nothingness. To a barren place. Yeah. And they were in captivity because of their own doing. Yeah. You know, I have a way, I try to help my church to understand the way God's righteous judgment works. Because many times in scripture, we will see when people are disobedient or dishonored, dishonor God. And we see God releases his judgment. We say, oh God, how can God release his judgment on people? But what we don't understand, the Bible says God is a righteous judge. Yeah. So that means whenever God has to release his judgment on a people, it means that they have done something to open the door for that judgment to come. Oh and God cannot do less. He has to judge sin. Oh Amen. Yeah. So at this time of Israel's life, they were actually being judged by God. They were 70 years in captivity in Babylon. But they were getting ready. God was getting ready to release them. So they were coming back to an empty place. My Lord. And God began to send the prophet Isaiah to prophesy prophetically because they were not yet released. Mm -hmm. Just to let them know mm -hmm. what he has planned yes. and purpose for them. Hallelujah. It's like one of the scriptures we like to throw around Jeremiah 29 and 11. We all say, I know the thoughts God has for me. Hey, Lord, contextually, that's not for you. <laughs> mm. Let me behave myself. No, that was for the people of God when Jeremiah was in prison. And he sent the word to encourage them while they were in prison. And the word is, I know you're in prison right now, but buy the land because I have some plans for you. Sometimes when we're in a hard and a distressed place, God has to come and encourage us, keep on living, don't die. Yes. And so he sent that word to Jeremiah. Hallelujah. That I got a plan for you. So buy the land still. Are you hearing me? Yes. And build the houses. Yes. Hallelujah. Ma hey. Hallelujah. You're too school. Praise <laughs> proceeds the promise. He said before you can get into what I have for you, begin to praise me. Sing, O barren. Rejoice, even if you've not seen it yet. Rejoice. Even if you've not seen it yet. Rejoice. And sometimes when we're going through our process, you cannot see what God is doing in your process. I tell people all the time, I said, God did not wait for the four Hebrew boys, three and one, Daniel and the other three, and I just like to call them Hebrew boys, I don't like to call them 
their Egyptian names. Egyptian. Excuse me. And the name, I'm not going to bite my tongue. All right. They're Hebrew boys. All right. Amen. <laughs> God, God did not do, it was not when they came out. When they came out. Of, of, the, of the lion's den for Daniel or when they came out of the fiery furnace that they were delivered. It's while they were in it. So sometimes when we are going through, it's hard to rejoice. But if you have a word from the Lord, you can hold on to that word by the faithful character of God. And that word gives you strength, David says, so that you can hold on. God doesn't want us to see before we believe. Because if you see it naturally and then you believe, you don't need faith for it. God wants us to walk with him by faith. For without faith, and let me help you, faith is not just to believe. Hello? Faith is not just to believe. Many times we preach faith as all it takes is to believe. Okay, Abraham, believe God, but don't come, don't come out of the land of earth. Faith requires your action. So when you say, God, I believe you, no, I'm going to take the prophetic step in the realm of the spirit. You can see I'm already moving towards what you see. Am I talking to the house? And so God doesn't want us to walk with him by what we see. Because if we already see it naturally, it means it's already done. We don't need faith to bring it to pass. He wants us to walk with him by faith. Are you hearing me? Sometimes, beloved, You've got to understand that when God speaks a word to his servant, many times those that are the Aaron and the Ur and the Joshua, if we as leaders don't pray that God will put that very word and image in the minds of those that are undergirding us, they will mess up the plan. And so as leaders, we've got to pray, God, this vision that you're giving me, wherever the people are included or necessary, put it in their hearts that they will see what's their assignment. I'm talking about enlarging your territory. So we got to say, Lord, put it in their hearts. So when we come to them, it's just a confirmation. And they will say, oh, Bishop, you know, the Lord spoke the same thing to me. Then guess what? We don't need to prow you or pry you or pump you. Because the Lord has connected your spirit with the vision that he has put in the heart of the man of God. In Exodus chapter 25, it talks about when God told Moses, he said, tell the people, those who are of a willing heart to bring the goal to build my house. The Bible said, because God had already put it in the heart of the people, they brought more than was needed. When God already put it in the hearts of the people as leaders, we don't need to beg you. We don't need to beat you. We don't need to manipulate you. We just need to tell you, God is doing a new thing. You either want to be a part of it. Hallelujah. You you ain't getting my prophetic word yet. I'm not there. I'm just laying the foundation. He said to Jeremiah in verse one, in Jeremiah one and verse five, he said, "Before I formed you yeah. in your mother's womb, I knew you, yeah. and I gave you an assignment, yeah. and I made preparation for the assignment." Can I tell you, Jeremiah didn't like the assignment too much. He said, "God, you are God. You know all things. 
And you know the hearts of these people. And you put your word in my mouth and send me to them well knowing that they would not listen to me. Can you see the double sword of God? God knew that the hearts of the people were like rocks. Yet he, he said to Jeremiah, I have anointed you for this. Many times when we feel like the man of God is not reaching us, we feel like they're not anointed. They are anointed. But it's your stony heart. Let me behave myself and come for that. Take your time. But what God wants to build in this house, it's gonna take all man on deck. So we've got to learn how to go through Amen. our tough times. 
Are you hearing what I'm yeah. saying? He knows what Israel were going through. Yet he sent the word by the mouth of the prophet to sing. Because something is coming. So your praise, undiluted, true, inner praise, goes before the promise. You got to show God that God, I am in it to win it. I'm in it all the way. Whether it work the way I want or whether it work in alignment with your will. As long as you are ordaining it, I am in it. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? So the people of God, they became desolate because of their own disobedience. They became like a barren woman. They were stunned in their growth and in their beauty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And they were also unfruitful. That was a state in a moment in time. You know, sometimes we make permanent life-altering decisions in a temporary place. So God sent a word to them like he is sending a word to you right now. And he's saying it's a temporary place. And he's saying I've got so much more but I want to give you some instructions on how to posture your heart. How to posture yourself. How to prepare for what is coming your way. And many times God has to send this word when we are in our lowest place. Because he wants to remind us, though we are in a low place, yeah. we, he is with us in that place. David says, though I walk through, not in. It means, the indication is there, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to come out of it. Hallelujah. Yes, I may be in it right now, but I'm not going to be stuck here because i got some place to go. And I know I can go because the Lord is with me. Hallelujah. So God sent this word to rekindle, to inspire the hearts of his people. To rekindle the faith in them. Again, are you hearing me? A word that would cause them to take action. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. And even though they did not deserve a second, third, fourth, fifth hundred chance, God kept giving them chances because the very nature of God is love. He is grace, he's mercy, and he's forgiveness. In Isaiah 1 and verse 18, hallelujah, he invited his very people when they were out of state. He invited them and gave them the strategy how to come back in state. He said, come now and let us reason together. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Let's talk it out. Let's reason it out. Amen. This is the kind of God we serve. Why? Because he still has a plan for you. Amen. 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 The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20 to 23. He says, we, we, where we, if you read that scripture, it's it, it, the, the whole message in those three verses is where we see when the kings, the three kings, gang up on Judah and Jerusalem. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter the state of God's people. Even when God allow, when he pull his hand back and he said, let me see. He still give the enemy a line that he cannot cross. Yeah. All of that is the grace and the mercies of God. It is the bowels of God's love. Even in the very garden of Eden, man of God, when Adam sinned, when he ate from the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, the Bible said God put him out of the garden. And when I read that when I was a young Christian, I'm saying, God put him out, God outcast him but as I grow in the things of God and look deep in the things of God, God said no, God said it is my love and my mercy why I put him out I said God, what do you mean you put him out and you, you didn't just put him out, you stand guard, you put some, some angels there with some sword to keep him out God said because if I didn't do that he would go back and 
and eat from the tree of life. And if he eat from the tree of life in his sin, he would be in sin and there would be no redemption for you and I. So God, even when he's dealing with us in our lowest place, he's dealing with us from his bowels of love and his bowels of mercy. And the, the kings, they gang up on Judah, Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat. And the Bible said, Jehoshaphat, he inquired with the people, he counseled with the people. In other words, he concocted a strategy. How many of you understand that strategy is important to win battles? Amen. You can't just be loosey-goosey. You're loosey-goosey, you will cause debt. Amen. You will cause the soldiers to get damaged. There needs to be strategy. That means somebody has to be in control. Somebody has to be the head. And everybody has to come in alignment with the strategy. And the Bible says he put the worshippers on the front line. Sometimes all you need is just true, undiluted, authentic worship. And it will quench the fiery dark of the enemy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I sense that anointing in this house. I really do sense that anointing in this house. But if there's one word I can say to you in this house, what God wants to build in here, it's going to take all man on deck. Amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me give you, let me just take some of this out. He says here that you must, my second point is actively prepare for the kind of blessings that you want. You have to actively prepare. Now I'm giving you strategies now because you can't preach the word of God without giving the to-do. Because if I preach the word of God to you and I never give you the part that tells you what you ought to do to make this a reality in your life, then I've just given you some, some Bible stories and you don't find the relevance in it for you. Amen? So I have to give you your action plan. Yeah. Your action item. What do I do? You must actively prepare for the kind of blessing that you want. Amen. So are you praying for a big, big, humongous blessing? Yes. But, but. Lord, have your way in him. And are you also preparing for a humongous Amen. blessing? Yes, Amen. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So you have to actively do the things that will cause such a kind of blessing to manifest. And the Bible tells us what to do. It says, here we hear the strategy. Strategy number one, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out. That means, let me just help you, change your mindset. You may be small, but your mind is saying, God, I know this is just a seed. Yes. Amen. And I'm not talking about like this, because our church is small too. But hey, yes. you not even six foot deep, you can't find us. Amen. You gotta go deeper than that. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're spiritually strong. Yeah. Amen. So out of numbers ain't nothing to me. Amen. Because go ask Gideon, he had he go look so holy patos on a man and God said, eh, eh, too much, you won't take the glory. Yes. You're gonna say it's you. Amen. But what I see in this house, man of God, is heart of gold. Amen. Amen. People that they have a heart to serve. My God. They love God. And so these are kind of people you can build with. Yeah. Now we just need to do what Joshua did and organize them in such a way that who knows who's going first. Yeah. Oh God, let me leave that. He said, do not hold back. I'm coming to deal with it. I'm just giving you the strategies. He said, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You hear that? We, we people can't fight battles. How do we strengthen? Prayer? Do you love to come to prayer meeting? How do we strengthen true, authentic, undiluted, heartfelt worship? That's how we strengthen. Time in the presence 
of Almighty God. Getting to know the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Not just to know about God. Everybody know about God. Yes. But getting to know him intimately like he knew Jeremiah. Getting to know the heart. I love John. Peter didn't like John, but I love John. Peter just loved cutting off ears. I love him too still. But Peter didn't really like John because you know why? John was an eavesdropper. Each, everywhere Jesus got him just, what do you say, my by brownie points, in just having heels on Jesus' breast. I love John. He wanted to know the heart of God. That's why Jesus could trust him. There is your mother. That's how you get to strengthen your stakes. You got to love God. You got to spend time in the presence of God. You got to give God the time to pray, to hear his heart. We like, oh, we've been taught, well, not taught, we've been shown how to pray. We watch the people in the church and we say, oh, just come and make sin. Just talk to God. Just talk to him. He's hearing you. Just talk to him. Yeah. That's if you're still drinking milk. But there are levels in prayer. There are levels in prayer. The Bible said Anna was praying. I'm talking about strategies. The Bible said Anna was praying for many years. Penina had the upper hand on her. Hmm? Why? Because she was just giving the kind of prayers where he's drinking milk prayers. But one day, she decided within herself, I'm going to stop the noise. Some of our prayers are noise. Sorry. And I said, I'm going to stop the noise. I'm going to listen. To hear him. And the moment she began to listen, God whispered to her, Anna, I need a prophet. I need a prophet. You know what she said in that moment when she heard God? She said, God, she said, God, you need a prophet and I need a son. God said, no, let's bargain. If I give you a son, will you give him back to me? I'm talking about strategies. You got to get on the heart of God to hear what's on the heart of God. When you hear what's on the heart of God, then you can work in alignment with God. Are you hearing me? If you are going to build what God is telling you to build, he said, enlarge the place of your temple. Remember I told you, it's a prophetic word. There's some of it for now, it's the preparation stage or the continuance of the preparation, the clarity of the preparation, the organizing, reorganizing, aligning and realigning stage because the, the greater weight of this prophetic word is as you're organized, you will begin to see what God wants to build. So he says, enlarge the place of your tent, which means to prepare a house to hold. Why would God tell you to enlarge the place of your tent? You're coming out of captivity. God knew that there are some Gentiles that's going to come out with you too. So he said, you don't know that I know, so I'm preparing you. Make space for those who are coming. I'm preaching the Bible, but I'm making it relative to what God told me for this house. Amen, amen. He said, make space for those who are coming. Who are coming. So he says, enlarge the place of your tent. And so while you're praying for it and hoping for it, you must also do the physical things to work for it. And what physical thing? Make room. Because the scripture says, Gentiles shall flock to thee in numbers. Yes. I'm releasing a prophetic word. Hallelujah. The scripture said, Gentiles shall flock to thee in numbers. Hallelujah. It means that they are coming from the east, the west, the north, and the south. And they are not just coming on their own. They are being sent. I tell them in my church all the time. I say, I don't want 
get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't wait until the slap. is not ready he cannot enter into the wind zone he has to be positioned and ready to catch it and if he fumbles it and he drops it in goose cook because being close to the thing is not the same as having the thing not the same. You say, oh my God, I'm buying the left one again. Three numbers straight. Oh, wait, what good is that? It only aggravates your soul. Yes. Oh and next God. time you go back, you buy ten tickets and you don't get one number. Being near to it is not the same. Something just came down. God is making room already. I love the next part. I absolutely love the next strategy. I'm giving you a strategy now. Do not hold back. Are you hearing me? So they are, it's easy for them to expand. Yes. 
temperance. But you hold back. But the Bible said, strategy number two, do not hold back. What am I holding back, Pastor? You holding back on your time. You holding back on your money. You holding back on your service. You come when you feel like. You show up if you want. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You give if you feel like. You give you want less. My God, you don't give the time. You give a little bit out of the bottom. Can I talk to somebody in the church? But the Bible said, do not hold back. Why would the Bible tell us that? Why? Because what God wants to build, he wants to partner with you. And if you don't serve, if you don't give, he got to go find somebody in America. Why? Because the work of God cannot be stopped. The gates of hell shall feel like preaching. The gates of hell open up your mouth and preach with the preacher. Say the day of Messiah, the gates of hell your money. Don't hold back your intelligence. You go give back from us the best. You give five or six days a week and some of you will love overtime because double pan Sunday you give seven and you don't left nothing for the church. Tell your neighbor me not care how who. Tell your neighbor Rambam. You did. You say it like you offended. Are you offended? Has the truth offended you? Tell your neighbor, Rambam. The Bible said, in the beginning, God. Which means that God is first and won't accept. Can I tell you? Can I help you? Lord Jesus, help me now. Pastor, help me, please. Help me. Bishop, forgive me. I love you. Oh, God, help me here. Can I just help your church? I like to turn my back, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to see when the stone coming. If they're going to stone me, I don't want to see the stone. Can I just help you? Hallelujah. Can I just help you, beloved? You may come and you may give less than you're supposed to. And Bishop, you and I know this. The church needs it, so we take it. Amen. But it's not a credit to, to your accounting. Amen. The church take it because we need it. Amen. But God doesn't accept it. Amen. When you give God outside of honoring God, when you give outside of honor, God does not accept it. My God, my God. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. So here's how I teach my church to do not hold back and to give. When you get your pay, first person, if you, if old school two and a half years ago you put it in an envelope and you consecrate it before you bring it in the house, and if it's online, 12.01 a.m. Mm -hmm. Not after you pay all your bills and can only have $10 left. It's not the $10, it's the attitude of your giving. Amen. So when he said don't hold back, because you've got to understand if you read the book of Haggai, when the people came out, when they were, when they came out of exile, when they were free and they came back into the promise of God. The Bible said they went and built themselves houses and left the house of God to ruins. That means neither were they in the house nor were they given in the house. When they came back from COVID, they used all kind of excuses. And so now we have to have online church, which is a trick from the devil. Yeah. No. Amen. 
We just do it to facilitate you. Yeah. But true leaders, we know that that is another dimension of the work of the enemy. Yeah. And don't tell me about it's reaching people all over the world because that's why I don't care if it's reaching people all over the world. I don't care about that. I care about how they live after it reached them. Yeah. How they live after it reached them. Yeah. Is there any change in their lives? Yeah. Because that's what we're looking for. Is changed. So the Bible said, do not hold back. This is a strategy for the enlargement. If you're going to enlarge the place of your tent, you can't stay in the same place and do the same thing. You have to do something different. You have to commit to God that God, this prophetic word come to shift me in my attitude of giving. And not just money, but even yourself. Are you hearing me? Yeah. All right, let me run out. It says strengthen your stakes. Now, you can't get a bigger house if you don't go back into the foundation. Because the most important part of any building is its foundation. If the foundation is not built to hold what you're trying to build, the Bible says you have not counted the cost. You would have built and you will lose what you have built. Amen. Amen. So he said, get for, for what forget strengthen your stakes. For what is coming is greater than what is. So you have to prepare for what is coming. What is coming? All of the children of Israel are coming back from Babylon. And they are coming back with some Gentiles. Yeah. So you have to make space for them. Give your full support to the work that God is using the man of God to do. Amen, somebody? The Bible says that the glory of God, the glory of God is the kabod of God or the weightiness of God. And when the glory comes on the house, if the house is not built strong and properly, the glory will cause the house to crash. You need a house that the stakes are so deep. Because guess what? You know, when we were younger and we put up tent, if the stake just got on shallow, you can't lengthen it. Because the minute you lengthen it, the stakes will go. So if you want the house, the house that God is using the man of God to build, and you want to partner to be a builder, you have to help to knock. You know, you put on... Let me see all the hammers. Who know to use hammer in here? Where the woman then that is not my word like a... You have to, you have to stake it down in so that when you begin to strengthen your stakes and stretch and lengthen your cord, you can expand the house and the stakes won't fly up. You won't lose your investment because when the glory of God, when the presence of God comes to sit upon this house, it must not cave. So prepare for what you're praying for. And I'm going to say this one last thing and leave everything else because it's coming. Amen. Amen. It's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. So my prayer for this house Thank you, Lord. is that God himself will open every heart and open every eyes that is connected to this house to see the vision that God has given to the said bishop Amen. of this house. Amen. And to decide if you if that's the vision you want to sow in. Amen. You know why I decide? Oh, Jesus. That's why I don't preach out much. I get a lot of calls to preach out, but I don't. Because sometimes it's hard to hear. Jesus said the truth is not offense. Make the decision if you are a part of the vision or not. Because if, if not, we have to throw you overboard like Jonah. Take your time. Take your time. Yes. Am I right, sir? Yes. 
Hallelujah. I pass everything. Well, hear me well. If you were to, you know why I can talk like this? Because I prayed before I came. I've been praying since the invitation came. I prayed in the morning. I prayed in the show. I prayed in the car. I said, God, what am I? I said, God, I said, God, no. I don't like to go out and preach. Because my preaching is not welcome everywhere. It's only welcome where people want change. Yeah. I'm a change agent. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? The man of God, and I don't know him. I don't know him. But I know the God in him. I know the desires of his heart. Because God is the one who reveals. The spirit of God is the revealer. And when you have the same spirit, there's a connection in the spirit, whether you know me or not. Amen. And God said that the one he has put on his heart is like when God gave Moses the express instructions to build the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. He gave him precision. And sometimes it may look like foolishness. But he has specific instructions and precision from the Lord. And either you're going to be a part of it, we're going to have to throw you overboard. Because you're going to come the whole thing to sing. And we ain't sinking for nobody. Hallelujah. to this house 
for such a time as this. Nobody knew why Esther came to the kingdom until the appointed time. And you hear what I'm saying? I come to tell you your appointed time is now. You may have been fruitless in the past, but rejoice. You may have failed in the past, but rejoice. You may have been seriously discouraged and hopeless in the past, but rejoice. You may have been looked upon as an outcast even in your family, but rejoice. Burst into singing. Burst into rejoicing because you are about to stretch out. I hear the spirit to touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor. Say neighbor, neighbor, give me room, give me room, give me room. I'm about to stretch out. I'm about to stretch out. I'm about to stretch out. Give me room, give me room, give me room. Give me room, give me room, give me room. I bring good news. I watch the good news. Barrenness does not have to be permanent. Because the power of barrenness has collided today with fruitfulness. The power of barrenness has crashed by the power of fruitfulness. And God is about to cause this house to bear fruit and much fruit. Open up your mouth. Say, Lord, I know you have graced me to do it. And go forward. 
God said to, he said to Moses, when they were at the Red Sea with hills and mountains to the left and the right, enemies behind. He said, why are you looking at me? He said, I already gave you what you need. God has already given you. I don't know you, but this is what the Lord told me. My people know I don't preach, I don't preach sugar. Because sugar gave diabetes. So then you preach sugar, you have everybody happy, happy, happy. And nobody with the strategies to do the work. So I preach truth. What I'm saying to you is what the Lord has said to me. So I want to encourage you to keep on building. Because the Lord is in it. If you are here this evening, and I'm not done, but I'm going to stop here. If you are in here, and you're a part of this house, and you know you are called to partner with this house. I want you, I can't let everybody come. We don't have the space for everybody to come. But the Spirit of God passed border. There's no border. Amen. He can touch you where you are. Amen. I want you to just stand and lift your hands to God.